This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. The Senate will begin considering its long-debated immigration bill Wednesday. The deal is meant to curb the record number of migrants arriving at the U.S. southern border and dramatically speed up processing. It also contains military aid for Israel and Ukraine. As NPR's Eric McDaniel reports, it is a long way from passage. The bipartisan trio of Senate negotiators are urging their colleagues to actually read the bill, which Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says contains more conservative wins than the GOP could hope for even during a Republican presidency. Some on the left object to border shutdown provisions and lack of a path to citizenship for some brought to the U.S. as children, while many Republicans are pulling back, reluctant to ignore GOP presidential frontrunner Donald Trump's opposition. House Republican leadership is united in its opposition, writing in a joint statement that, quote, any consideration of this Senate bill in its current form is a waste of time. It's dead on arrival in the House. Eric McDaniel, NPR News, The Capitol. Polls show public opinion on abortion rights is out of step with the law, and that's motivating one woman in Tennessee to run for a state House seat. Katie O'Riddle reports. When Allie Phillips was 19 weeks pregnant, she found out her fetus wasn't viable. Because of state law, she had to leave Tennessee to terminate the pregnancy. Now, now, the 28-year-old says she's running for office to change that law. Voting isn't going to be enough. I have to be in that house. I have to be in there making decisions for the whole state. Her opponent declined a request for comment. Whether Phillips wins may come down to Tennessee voters like Jody O'Connor. She says reproductive rights are important to her. And we didn't come this far to get set back another 50 years. And so, no, there's got to be some middle ground here. Middle ground she's not seeing in the Republican platform. For NPR News, I'm Katie Riddle in Clarksville, Tennessee. Buckingham Palace has provided few details but did confirm today Britain's King Charles III has been diagnosed with cancer and has begun treatment. Palace saying the treatment is not related to a benign prostate condition the 75-year-old monarch has. Officials say the cancer was found during treatment last month but we're not more specific than that. Stocks ended today sharply lower after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell addressed the outlook for lowering interest rates. As NPR's David Gurr explains, Powell said he and his colleagues want to be careful. Wall Street had been hoping the Federal Reserve would be comfortable enough with the progress it's made fighting high inflation to start cutting interest rates at its next meeting. But Fed Chair Jerome Powell poured cold water on that on CBS News's 60 Minutes. I think it's not likely that this committee will reach that level of confidence in time for the March meeting, which is in seven weeks. That led to higher yields on U.S. government bonds, and stocks sagged. Powell said he and his fellow policymakers want to see more good economic data before they'll start lowering interest rates. David Gura, NPR News, New York. The Dow was down 274 points. This is NPR. Ukraine's president said in a TV interview he is considering replacing several senior officials in his government. NPR's Hannah Palomarenko reports from Kyiv. There's been speculation for a week he's planning to fire the head of Ukraine's armed forces. Over the weekend, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky told Italian TV channel Rai News that he's in the process of a major reset of his government. He said the shakeup doesn't just involve one person or one sector and that he wants a team focused on victory. Zelensky did not confirm that he is replacing Valery Zaluzhny, commander-in-chief of the armed forces. But a source close to the government told NPR that Zaluzhny's dismissal is a done deal. 
In the interview on Italian TV, Zelensky said Russia's war on Ukraine threatens all of Europe. He also talked about the importance of international aid, including weapons. Hanna Polomarenko, NPR News, Kyiv. Jurors have begun deliberating in the case against Jennifer Crumbly. Crumbly, the mother of Ethan Crumbly, who opened fire at Oxford High School in Michigan in 2021, killing four students and wounding others. Both parents face involuntary manslaughter charges. Prosecutors say they failed to tell school officials who raised concerns about his mental health that the family had given the boy a gun. He then used that gun to carry out the shooting. Ethan Crumbly's father, James Crumbly, will stand trial in the case separately. Crude oil futures prices moved higher amid a ratcheting up of Mideast tensions. Oil rose 50 cents a barrel today to settle at 72.78 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington.